Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to an emergency pod of Believe in Betting Chicago with Joey Christopoulos. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, it's the fastest, it's the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. March Madness is upon us. BetOnline, it's got you covered for new scores and odds, and it's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up also. I don't know, maybe the Chicago Bulls are heading towards a playoff run right now. You can only get that future action at BetOnline.ag. So head to the website on your mobile device and sign up today and receive a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Had to jump on the pod. It's an emergency. Emergency pod, the NBA trade deadline is coming past. Chicago Bulls fans were kind of curious. We were left in the dark. We didn't know what was going on until we got news early this morning that AK and Eversley, they are taking huge swings right now. So I had to bring on my hoops honchos. And I got to say, how horny are my honchos right now? Let's bring in Aaron <laughs> Higgs right now. How you doing, Higgs? What's going on, Joey? Uh, it's a good day. I'm very, very excited to talk about what, what happened today. We got one horny honcho. Let's bring on the other one. His name is Mike Choi. Hello, Mr. Mike. What's going on, Joey? It's a, it's a great day in Chicago Bulls basketball, not so much in White Sox baseball, but uh, we can talk about that later. But yeah, let's let's talk about Vukovic, man. Let's talk about him. And you know what? I'm being reflective right now. All season long, when we first started this thing, we talked about a new organization, a new vision, a new foundation, new players, new era. Well, we're getting a taste of that today, ladies and gentlemen. I get it. The Bulls are 19 and 23, but they made some huge Huge swings today, so let's walk through it a little bit. The first one, of course, is Nikolai Vucevic heading to the Chicago Bulls for Wendell Carter and Otto Porter and two future first-round picks, both of them top four protected in 2021 this coming year and in 2023. And then the Bulls made another deal, trading Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson out to the Wizards, which turned into a three-way trade, which now has the Bulls getting Troy Brown coming back, Javante Green, and Daniel Tice. This team is going to look brand spanking new. We got a major turnover on this roster. Higgs, let's just start with the big prize right now. Vucevic coming to the Chicago Bulls. Tell me, man, are you as excited as I am? Yeah, yeah, very, very excited. And and, and surprised. You know, we I think the last pod we, we all talked about the NBA, um, I think I had mentioned that I thought Vucevic is maybe the most underrated player in the NBA. And, you know, this guy's coming fresh off his, uh, I don't know, his third all-star game, I think. And I, out of everybody on the Magic's roster, I don't know why, I kind of thought they were going to build around Vucevic. So that's why I was a little bit surprised as well that out of everybody they had on the roster that they were willing to give him up. But it's a huge gift for us, man. I mean, massive, massive upgraded center. Um, I liked Wendell. I liked, uh, you know, who he was for where we picked him at. Um, but, you know, ultimately it sounds like they, they didn't really think too, too highly of him. Um, Otto Porter's contract is kind of getting off the books anyway. Um, and, and the two future first round picks, I know some people are talking about how maybe it's a little too much for this guy. I I'm willing to give that up, man. I mean, this guy is good, a legit 2010 guy. He's one of the best five centers in the NBA. Um, and I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm really, really excited. They did this and I'm, I'm shocked they pulled it off. Yeah, averaging 24 points a game, 11 rebounds, a career-high 3.8 assists, 42% or four over 40% from three-point range this year. And guess what? Now he doesn't have to 
absolutely scorch us every single time he plays us. I believe he put up, what, 43-44 against us and made it look easy early on this season. AK said, I've had enough of that. Choi Hoppin, man, I want to hear your thoughts on the Vucevic heading to Chicago. Well, let's start with this. There have only been four players in the last three years to average 21 points and 11 rebounds. Vucevic is one of them. You want to know who else is on that list? Embiid, AD, Anthony Davis, and I don't know, Carl Anthony Towns? I don't know. Oh, you two, two or three, right. Uh, Giannis and not uh, Anthony Davis. So Giannis, uh, Embiid, and then Carl Anthony Towns. So I've been trying to, th- when is the last time the Chicago Bulls have had an all-star center? I mean, is it, is it Artis Gilmore? Is it literally Artis Gilmore? I mean, I think Luke Longley made it one year because, you know, the Bulls were just, Joking. you know, or Joe Keem. Okay, okay. But I mean, but Joe Keem is a type of player, far right? in between. Your point yeah. is not obscured by But a different type saying. of player. So, I mean, this is this is pretty amazing. And, you know, it's, it's right away we finally see our tourists officially putting his stamp on the organization, right? He's kind of cleaning house with some of the guys that weren't a part of his regime and kind of starting the, the vision that I, I, I'm so excited about for the next, you know, hopefully run that the Chicago Bulls will make. It's pretty awesome, right? When you're reading like NBA trade rumor fodder online, Vucevic has been a hot name for a while. There's been a lot of teams, especially some teams in the East that are ahead of us right now that we're definitely very interested. You hear a lot about Boston trying to pry him away. And for once, the Chicago Bulls won. We won, baby. We won something. We finally beat everybody out, and we got the deal done, and he's on his way to Chicago. And, you know, all season long, this just keeps coming back to the same things that we keep hitting over and over this season of, AK is going to get his hands on this team. He's going to pick up the guys that he likes and he doesn't like. You know, Troy, I think we, we've been on the same page all season long about we wanted to see as many games as we possibly can from this team before we make a decision on who's going to stick around for the long term or not. And Higgs, you said it, what, maybe two or three weeks ago. Everyone's on the table, right? Let's go out there. Let's get creative. Let's try and make something happen. I almost feel like we're getting the best of both worlds of AK has seen what Wendell Carters can do. We've seen what we can, what he can do. Look, 21-year-old guy, a lot of potential, averaging 10 and 7 right now. I get it, but look, I think we've said it for a long time. He didn't necessarily put on the muscle or the frame to bang with the big boys down there. He's not a great rim protector. He was trying to get better. He dealt with confidence, confidence issues. He dealt with just hitting that simple 8-foot jumper, even though you see the clips of him hitting corner 3 after corner 3. Couldn't translate it into the game, and he's coming up for RFA in a couple of years. And we had a decision to make of how much, how many millions of dollars we wanted to put in on this guy and I think this was just the time that you kind of have to move on a little bit Higgs you mentioned the first round picks and how it stings I want to get your take on this because I don't know about you but man top four protected that means a lot to me personally I'm I'm done picking seventh in the draft perpetually year after year after year because we keep getting these guys that we don't know about Kobe White don't know about Lori Markin can't make a decision on Wendell Carter don't know about I'm fine with all this, right? Like, unless we get into that top four, that's something different. Are you cool with them trading that that draft capital away, especially in a draft coming up where I'm watching this madness tournament and I'm not seeing anybody out there that I'm like, ooh, la, la, I would love to have on the Bulls right now. You know, this draft class is supposed to be pretty good, but like you said, it's it top four it protected. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we get top four, cool. If not, uh, whatever, man. We can't, you know, we've been building for the future for so long. You know, it's almost like we kind of have to start really thinking about taking that next step. And I think once we got Billy, our tourists in there, uh, things, you know, at least starting to turn that ship around. 
right? And I think by getting Vucevic is really, it's really kind of putting us up a tier, man. You know, like if we stayed in path the way we were, I don't see us. I mean, we, hopefully we'll make the playoffs, right? Maybe make the playoffs. With Vucevic now, if we don't make the playoffs, I would be surprised. I think he's that good, and he can definitely put us up in that next tier. Is that a championship tier? I don't know about that. We still probably got to do a couple more things before we get to that point. But we're definitely better than, you know, than where we were yesterday. Um, and I'm, I'm super excited, and, and we'll probably get into it in a second. But, you know, getting Daniel Tice, um, I'm not sure, you know, the whole reasons on why we traded him or we got him and maybe it's to make money work or whatnot. But I like Daniel Tice, man. Him, him coming off the bench for, for our center, I'll take that. We just went from Wendell Carter Jr. and Daniel Gafford to Vucevic. And, you know, uh, what's the name coming in right now? So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think we they, they did very, very well today. Yeah, from what I've been reading, it looked like AK and Eversley really wanted Troy Brown, a guy who could be a bit of a rim protector, give you size, and also hit a three ball. They took on Wagner because of my understanding, after Boston got Fournier, they were going to go into the luxury tax. Wagner makes about $2.5 million. Tice makes about five. We were able to take on that money because we were losing Otto Porter. So it seemed like this thing that kind of worked out for everybody. You know, we'll take on Tice. You take back Wagner at a cheaper price. Everybody kind of wins. I do want to definitely pivot to on the court stuff and how this affects the Bulls moving forward. But, Troy, I do want to get your take on just, you know, the 2021-2023 first-round picks going back to Orlando and just your thought on, you know, maybe it's a little closer to winning now than Bulls fans might've thought. Well, here's what I think in terms of the draft pick. So I'm going to, I'm going to counter a little bit. So in a vacuum, I don't mind it in a vacuum. I don't mind it, but as we kind of, and a lot of these things we're going to regurgitate because we, we obviously had a pretty heavy text chain when this all went down, but we see that Orlando basically had a fire sale. So they got rid of Aaron Gordon, who's, who's definitely not in the caliber of Vucevic, but got rid of Aaron Gordon and only got one draft pick from the Nuggets, which is obviously going to be a worse first round draft pick because they're a better team. So in, in that comparison, maybe a second first rounder might've been a little too much. Maybe, you know, one would have got the job done. But who's to say? But so in that sense, maybe we gave uh, one too many first round draft picks. And then the other thing I think about is I think this is only the beginning of the Bulls making moves right for the future. And with that being said, what are those trade pieces that really attract other teams? It's draft capital. So we've basically given away our current draft capital to potentially make future moves. So. That's the only reason why maybe just ever so slightly I hesitate at the two first rounders. But overall, uh, you know, from a player standpoint, you guys know, you know, I've never been a Wendell fan. I think he's just a guy. Uh, you guys definitely know how I feel about Otto Porter Jr. So I'm glad he's gone. So in terms of oh, overall. RIP choice rants yeah. on Otto yeah, Porter. Yeah. Oh, man, that just so, broke my heart. I just realized. So, <laughs> so in terms of what we gave up overall for an all-star center, another true true scoring force i'm i'm overall really happy about it now the question is and this might be a whole different discussion in terms of i know you kind of want to pivot to on the court i hope it's not the case and i do really believe in vucevic but my only worry is that is this a kevin love type situation where it was a solid player 
on a really shitty team putting up great numbers. And as soon as he moved to a team with another high caliber player in our case, I mean, obviously Zach Levine is no LeBron James, but you know, we kind of saw that guy fade. So that will be the question. Is he legit or was he uh, a player of circumstance? And I'm hoping it's the former that he's legit. And that's a great question because just look at the numbers. We're picking him up at the peak of his production and performance right now. And you're saying that obviously on a team like Orlando, the usage rate is going to be very high. And as you move forward, you know, maybe those numbers change a little bit, you know, going on. I also think about, you, you did bring up a good point. I, I, I'm totally fine with the first round picks, but this is again, paying for the sins of the past, right? Where the only way we were going to make this deal work was that Orlando was going to have to take on auto Porter's money, something that Gar packs did. Right. And then at the end of the day, to take on that money, we had to sweeten the pot a little bit, probably with that second first round pick. You know, Wendell Carter was probably going in that deal no matter what, but probably the sin of signing Otto Porter in the first place probably made that happen. I do want to uh, move it to on the court stuff now because this is where I think it gets really interesting. Higgs, you're going to go first on this one. Just talk to me, man, because I'm looking at this now, and AK came from Denver, right? What does Denver do? And what did Denver just do to the Bulls more specifically about a week and a half ago when they played each other? Bulls were playing the Nuggets tough. And what happened in that crunch time? The Nuggets literally said, screw it. We're going to go to Jamal Murray and Jokic, and we're going to run a 1-2 game all day long until they stop us. Higgs, just your opinion on maybe the Bulls slowly becoming the Nuggets East just a little bit. And I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. I'm saying that in a positive way where you got Zach Levine and Vukovic now playing off of each other. Vukovic, a very capable playmaker and passer. Levine, probably a better scorer maybe than Jamal Murray. Just your thoughts of that combo now on the Chicago Bulls moving forward. Yeah, I mean, well, how, how cool is it? We actually have a combo. When's the last time we had a combo? Yeah, we never had a combo. We don't get I the mean, combo. We get the single meal. We get the single value meal. We never do the combo. We never, yeah, exactly. We never get the combo. Um, yeah, it's going to be really cool, man. It's, I don't see how Levine isn't excited about playing with him, man. You know, I mean, he's, he's, he's you know, uh, to, to a lesser extent like Jokic. Um, I actually, they battled earlier this week. I saw them play against each other. That was a fun matchup to watch. Vucevic against uh, Jokic. Jokic is obviously better, but they're, they're kind of similar in those ways. He's a big man who can pass. And I think that's just going to open up Levine's game, either for a three-pointer, cut into the basket, um, good teammate. You know, he kind of checks all those, all those boxes. So it's going to be pretty cool to see how Billy uses them and utilizes them. I think it's going to be really exciting and I do have a strong feeling and I, and we'll get to some of the smaller moves in a second, because I does, I do think that helps them in areas that have been huge weaknesses this season, but Choi, man. Yeah. Just talk about a lineup of Sadoransky, Levine, Patrick Williams, Thaddeus Young and Vucevic. And just think about some of the passing and some of the capability and athleticism. Now that the bulls can kind of run out there for heavy minutes during games. Well, the thing that's interesting to me is, you know, Vucevic is definitely your classic big man. I mean, he definitely has mobility. He definitely can, you know, do a couple of things that like, you know, uh, a, a true like, like lugging uh, uh, center can't necessarily do. But in essence, he's still, you know, your classic big man. So I'm also wondering if this is kind of changing the offensive philosophy that the Bulls are going to have. I mean, we were up to this point, a pretty wide open game trying, you know, and I'm wondering if this is going to kind of you know, in a good way, make us more half court minded. 
Um, you know, because again, I don't, I would not put Vucevic in the playmaker category of Jokic. There's a lot of Euro names here. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tongue tie myself throughout this process, but, uh, but I don't think he's in that playmaking range. I mean, he's a good passer, but he's not in that class of, of passing and playmaking. So it, it'll be interesting. I think there will definitely be some, uh, there'll be a learning curve with him because he's definitely, you know, he can shoot the three so he can play the perimeter game for sure. But overall, I think his strength is going to be in the middle, right? So not really ever having that component in the Bulls games uh, these last few years. That'll be interesting to see if there's any kind of growing pains, you know, in the first five to 10 games to kind of incorporate them into the system. Because I, I, I personally believe it is going to be a little bit more half court minded in terms of offense. And I think what he's bringing to the team, his strengths are our weaknesses. I looked it up before we got on the pod. His turnover rate right now is in like the 90th percentile among the NBA. I mean, the dude takes care of the basketball. He makes smart decisions. I think he's another guy that at the end of shot clock, you know, at the end of the shot clock or at the end of those, these fourth quarters that man, we can't buy a bucket and we're just falling apart time after time after time. He's a guy that, you know, Zach Levine doesn't have to be the guy to hit that shot with two, three seconds left on the shot clock and pick up a bucket. I think Vucevic can now kind of do that, take some of the pressure off a little bit. I also think, and let's just kind of maybe dovetail, Lori Markkinen did not move on, right? They did not end up training him, maybe did not find a trade partner. Maybe they tried to do it, didn't work out. But now maybe this is a guy, too, that you have a Daniel Tice on the team. You got a Troy Brown on the team. You got now you still have Thad Young. You got a Vucevic. Maybe Lori Markkinen now can be a little bit more of that perimeter guy. We always want him banging on the boards and being aggressive deep in the paint, but that's when the dude gets hurt. Right. And maybe this can allow him to a little bit, do a little bit more of a roaming style that kind of, you know, defenses can maybe forget about him just a little bit more. And maybe that can kind of improve his game a little bit. Higgs, I want to ask you just your, what are your general thoughts too on, I just want to hit him real quick. And then we're going to come back to the full picture of, you know, picking up, you mentioned Daniel Tice, a guy like Troy Brown, Javante Green, and sending out guys that I don't think we're going to be sad to say goodbye to Chandler Hutchinson, Daniel Gafford, and you know Wendell Carter. Well, I, I do. I did like Gafford. I liked him quite a bit, but um, his defense isn't as good as I thought it was going to be. His, his rotation a little are brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tice is legit, man. That guy is a good defender. Yeah, he can hit the three. He's like a high energy kind of guy. So. Having him come off the bench, especially defensively, is is going to be great. Uh, Troy Brown, I think, was a lottery pick for the Wizards, who didn't really pan out. But maybe he's got, you know, a lot of times players just need to change the scenery, so maybe he'll he'll play a little better. But um, yeah, I, I, I liked all those moves. Uh, Chandler Hutchinson, I was never a fan, man. I saw that guy playing summer league, and I remember just watching him and going, he just doesn't have it, man. Like he just he doesn't have that thing. You know, so for him leaving, I didn't really care, um, but I did like Afford, but I wasn't like in love with either of those guys. So ultimately, I don't care. Yeah, Chan Chandler Hutchinson to me was the guy in the Disney movie when like the coach shows up to see the Bad News Bears team for the first time. And I remember Chandler Hutchinson would like snatch a rebound. And he'd go streaking down the floor and you see this length and athleticism and he's going, he's going to the basket. He's past everybody. He goes up for the dunk and then he gets stuffed on the rim. You know what I mean? Or like, can't he blows the layup at the last second. Yeah. And Daniel Gafford, uh, you know, when we got drafted, we were super into him, right? He had size, looked like he had some speed, could run the floor, but man, his rotations on the pick and roll and his defense, just, just slow, slow to the switch, man. And I think, 
for the Bulls, it, we're not running a minor league farm system anymore where we're going to give every single player on this team four years to mature. It is becoming a little bit more of a meritocracy, and we saw that with Billy Donovan benching Wendell and Kobe White. You know, we traded Wendell Carter. It's not like benching him hurt his trade value, right? But, you know, Choi, just talk about some of these additions that we're going to be seeing on the bench, you know, a little bit more rim protection here, a little bit more professionalism, and just a little bit more of, you know, maybe we're not waiting on all these guys to hit some sort of ceiling of potential that may never get there. Yeah, I think Chandler Hutchinson led the league in missed layups. I mean, literally, I feel like every time I watched him play, there was a missed layup going on. Um, and he, you know, and no disrespect to Chandler Hutchinson, but he represented to me the whole stupidity of Gar, the Gar Pax era. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he that player that Gar basically promised I will draft you if you're still available at our pick you don't do that you don't do that you don't hold yourself and pigeonhole yourself like that you draft the best player available you don't make promises pre-draft and then stick to that I mean I guess they should be honored because they stuck to their promise but you, that's just a stupid philosophy to have um in terms AK of said AK said when he got out when he got into position he was like that's the first fucking guy I'm trading is yeah 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 i that just stupefies me in this day and age where there's no loyalty at all that 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 was kind of a the move that was made on the hutchinson draft pick um overall i don't i mean i think that the trade that you know the gafford hutchinson trade for at the time mo wagner and uh um who's the other guy that they got from washington troy brown jr troy brown and and now we have javante green i'm not really sure if that overall does like moves the meter for the team as a whole um i think they are solid pieces uh i will say i love the these trades thice i'm i'm screwing up all these names man i'm gonna need to get like a, a but is it these or thice is it these or Th- thice? thice or thice yeah, yeah. Uh, i do like the thice trade because that gives time lord more minutes in boston and then we i think we all love the i think we all love the time lord so um but yeah i mean obviously the, the you know Again, when is the last time we have made a, a an impactful trade that benefited the Bulls more so than the other team? And I, yeah, this is this is amazing. So, uh, really excited about the future. Really excited about the short term future. Let's take a quick break and have a brief moment to talk about our new sponsor, eBay. Whether rare, dead stock, or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for at eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to cop the best pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, the logo, the stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of what did I say? Authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees and sneakers over $100, making it free to sell or flip your collection. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Now back to the pod. Oh yeah. In terms of the short-term future, man, I'll tell you, we've been coming on here and I think we, I don't think we've been bulls apologists. I feel like we've been pretty straight and narrow with our objectivity about this team having a long way to go, but being competitive, man, blowing these fourth quarter leads, these second half leads has just been just so disheartening and frustrating. And they were, they were entering into a really tough schedule coming up, you know, going on the road, a lot of West coast games. And it, I don't want to say that the season was slipping away, but all the goodwill, goodwill that had kind of been drummed up by the all-star break, with Billy Donovan and some of the players and the growth and stuff, it was kind of eroding a little bit. And for me now, 
you know, that cup is now full, you know what I mean? And it runneth over a little bit. I'm not saying that all of a sudden we're going to turn into some sort of behemoth, but look at the standings guys. Like the four or five seed isn't that far away from the nine seed. And for the first time all season, you know, getting to 500, maybe getting a couple games over seems like a realistic possibility. And I don't want to say sky's the limit, but I think this is a really great day for Chicago Bulls fans. How does it feel to just have a new guy after, you know, the same people running the same show over and over and over again to have a new guy come in like AK and a guy like Eversley come in and put his stamp immediately on a team? It feels cool, right? Whether they're right or not. I mean, I just applaud them for for digging in right away and just it's it's let's go. You know what I mean? There's no waiting around. Well, I, you know, I, I, I saw an alert that the Bulls had made a trade on my phone and I'm going, oh, oh no, what do they do? What do they do? Because I'm so conditioned to feeling that way for the, for the past 15 years. Oh, God, John Salmons. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I was just prepared for the worst. And, and I, yeah, once again, I was like almost shocked that we got Vucevic. I couldn't believe it. And then when I saw we gave up, I was like, all right, cool. I'm cool with that. I have no problem with that at all. So, yeah, it was a different kind of feeling seeing the Bulls actually do the right thing and make the right move. And, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is the, the, the beginning of the new tenure. Uh, they have almost a year under their belt now, but we're starting to see what kind of moves they're making. And um, I, I like what they did today. I did. I, I thought it was a little odd they didn't do anything with Lowry because that was a lot of rumors going around with him, even Kobe White, because there was, a, you know, there was a big rumor that they were going to get Lonzo from the Pelicans because they didn't believe in Kobe. So I was like, ooh, that's that's not a good thing to say about your your guy. You just demoted to the bench after being the starter. So it sounds like they know he's not going to be the starter, obviously, because they put him on the bench. But I was really I really thought that he was going to be gone and Lowry was, too. Yeah, and Kobe's Kobe's tough because I don't think he's really responded very well to the benching mm-hmm. the way that I exactly not at all. hoped for. Joy, I do want to ask you, you know, maybe take the name off the jersey for a second or take the Bulls, you know, fan hat off proverbially, not literally right now. <laughs> but um, you know, when you see a team, when you see a team like this go out and take a big swing and it surprises you, right? When you see Vucevic is now on the Bulls, they make the trade, no one really saw it coming, it happens. Doesn't this also engender the kind of optimism and enthusiasm moving forward that you're like, in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, this team's going to be making more moves in the future. And now this opens up just so maybe a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, that concept of free agents and other players may want to come and play here. Well, totally, because, you know, as I kind of mentioned before, this is a trade that helps us in the short term. You know, you even look back to the Zach Levine trade, which has panned out. I mean, Zach turned out to be a great player, but at the time that was a move for the future. That was trading Jimmy Butler an all-star for hopefully people that could pan out in the future. Um, So this is, again, one of those trades that I can't remember the last time we've made a trade to impact now, not for two years, three years, four years down the road, but a trade to impact and help our team now. So, I mean, I think that sends a message not only to the organization, to the fan base, to the league as a whole, but that, you know, we're, we're ready to play now and not just rebuild and rebuild and rebuild and rebuild. And you, you kind of mentioned Lori a little bit ago. I, I think, you know, it definitely getting Vucevic, opens up the perimeter game for the Bulls completely because one, he's a competent three-point shooter himself, but as a low presence threat, obviously now other teams' defenses have to respect him being a scorer down low, which theoretically should make much more wide open shots for all the other guys on the team. Um, 
and again, when is the last time that, you know, this is where we kind of talked about who was the last all-star that we had at center, but even, you know, again, like Joaquin was never an offensive force. When is the last time that people have had to worry about the Bulls low post scoring presence? Again, I, it, it, I'm stumped to name that. Eddie Curry, so again, 2006, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's right? not saying so, much. You know? Yeah, so this, finally, we have a guy that defenses have to be like, we have to guard this guy down low, otherwise he's going to eat us up, which then conversely should open up the perimeter game for everybody else on the team. And we've been getting killed down low, man. I mean, we've been playing Thad Young at the five. I'm sure Thad Young and Billy Donovan are doing some sort of choreographed dance right now because he doesn't have to take on those big bodies anymore. You can just stick Vucevic down there and stick Tice down there. That dude can play some heavy minutes where you can take maybe some of the brunt off of a guy like Vooch and a guy like Markkinen, a guy like Thad, kind of open things up a little bit. And the compliment of the pieces seems like, I don't know, it just seems like we definitely, I mean, of course we got a lot better today, but I'm just really interested to see how much better we got after these moves today. Choi, hop in. Well, I'm curious. I mean, you guys, I feel like probably have watched Vucevic as a whole a little bit more than I have. Obviously, we know all about his offensive game. But the thing I'm not aware of either way, how is he considered defensively as a presence? No, he's not, not that good. He's not great. Okay. He's not okay. great. He's a smart basketball player. In my opinion, I think he's a smart basketball player. He's a very smart offensive basketball player. But just in terms of want to the grittiness for his size. He's not okay. really going to go there and be like an enforcer. He's a little slow on the switch in terms of rotations. He's going to give stuff up from time to time. I Got think I, I don't have the stat in front of me. He is averaging less than a block a game right now. Not necessarily an ideal thing, but I think that's where the move for like a Daniel Tice comes into play. Okay. Some bigger bodies, because I think that's what AK and Eversley are looking at it as, is if we're going to bring in Vucevic, we can't have Vucevic and Gafford is our two rim protectors that just will not work. It can't work. I actually kind of like the Mo Wagner move at first. I was like, oh, let's give this dude some run. And Higgs, you'll love this. He was my last pick in my fantasy draft this year for basketball. It was Mo Wagner. I was like, oh, let's see. Let's take a flyer on him. I was on board with it. But they do need a little bit more of a grit, a little bit more of that rim protecting. So, Choi, man, it's a great question. Higgs, I'd love to have you weigh in on, on Vucevic as a defensive player because I don't really think he's going to move the needle we're still going to have some problems in that area, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess we're not getting him for his defensive prowess, but um, he he's averaging 2.7 threes a game, which for a center is, is awesome. I mean, when's the last time we've had an offensively good center? He might be the best one since artist Gilmore, maybe. I think really I, like no, we've had, we've had a lot of great defensive centers, but I can't remember the last great offensive Center that the Bulls have had. So Elton Brand, does that count? But he was a power yeah, forward. Yeah, uh, yeah. more of a power yeah. forward, but yeah, yeah. Elton, Elton was very good. Yeah, um, yeah. offensively. So, uh, yeah, defensively, he's not like you know, like an Embiid or something. You know, we can just shut down the other center. But um, I'll take what I can get, and it's definitely an upgrade over Wendell. So I'll take it. And we've mentioned it on previous pods. It's not like it's in vogue right now, but there are some really great skilled big men in this league. And those skilled big men just so happen to be on some of the best teams in the NBA right now. We mentioned Jokic, you know, 80s on the shelf right now. We mentioned Giannis. We mentioned Embiid, who's on the shelf. But like, go up and down these teams. A lot of these guys have some dudes in the paint that can get you a bucket whenever you want. And that's just something that the Bulls have really struggled with. You know, Zach Levine, he's been awesome this year. But look, sometimes I feel he's almost overwhelmed where like, he feels like he has to make it happen all the time, especially when things go south. 
Now they have another guy that, look, just toss it down to the big man. At least, if anything, he'll go to the free throw line, right? I think his free throws this season is on, a, uh, you know, on the uptick. It's on the like higher levels, I think, a seven or eight or something like that. And that's what you're going to really want. I just think this is going to help them win games now. And again, with the money, $46 million over the next two years, I think this is all going to count against $27 million against the cap next year, which kind of slices into our flexibility which is okay. We're making that move now. If you told me in the summer that we got Vucevic in the summer and that was our big move, Bulls fans, I would tell you I'm okay with that. So relax about yep. cutting into the salary cap. And I still think there's some maneuvering going on. Like, I don't know if Sadaransky is going to be on the team next year. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of different things that we can do moving forward. Gentlemen, we're going to get you out of here on two things. The first one is how good does this make, how much better does this make this Bulls team? And what are your expectations now? Are you saying, like Hague's uh, intimated earlier, you know, eight-seater bust? Are you saying that we could possibly get into a six-seed conversation? I mean, they're all bunched together right now. It's super close. What is your expectation for the rest of the way with this team now? Oh, unquestionably, this makes us better. We added an all-star to our team. So to echo Aaron, Aaron's point, I, I definitely think this puts us in playoff contention, um, especially because I don't know if they've clarified, but isn't there currently, there's a playoff play in game for the playoffs, right? Is that still on the table or have they kind of taken yeah. it off the table? Yeah. So, so the, even, the nine and 10 seeds are going to yes, be explained. Right. So even more so you would think that that, you know, just because of that little scenario for this season, that gives us that much more chance of making the playoffs. So again, it's unquestioned that we are a better team now with an all-star center on our squad. And the thing I'm actually curious about, you know, so Vucevic is 30 years old, which is not old, but it's not young by any means either. So for me, are we actually making that push within the next three to four years because theoretically unless other moves are made or you know if we ultimately move him as well we've got about a five-year window at max left with him to be kind of that elite talent so in a weird way are we making that push now to be a playoff caliber team if not better in the next year two years three years because you don't make that kind of move with a guy who's you know in his 30s or 30 exactly without thinking it's a little bit more short-term than the long-term, which is a, a scenario that we've never had to really think about in Chicago in terms of the bulls that uh, we're thinking short-term, but, uh, but to answer your question, 100%, I would be fully expecting us to make the playoffs this year. Um, you know, uh, the whole other question is how well we would do once we make it, but I, I think we have every, every uh, capability to be a playoff team this season. It's a great question, Choi. I'm going to throw it to you, Hags. I'm going to ask you the same thing. And also, you know, what do you expect for the rest of this season now as a Bulls fan? What is your expectation? And and weigh in on, you know, what do you think this does to our, our window now? You know, what what does this look like? We have Vucevic under contract for the next two years. Zach Levine's going to be up for a big deal in two years. Are these the foundational pieces or are we going to try and build towards something that maybe opens up a wider window, whether Vucevic is involved in that in four years or not? Yeah, I think this is just another step. I mean, there's no way I think any of us can say, oh, yeah, they're done, and this is the championship team. There's no way. They still have uh, some more moves to make. Uh, we still have to see what we have with Larry, right? I mean, he's a restricted free agent, I believe, this summer, and, you know, he didn't he didn't go anywhere today for the trade trade deadline. So the Bulls got to make a big decision on him, you know. He, I'm sure he's going to get some offers on the market, and they have to make a big decision whether or not to resign him. Uh, from a Bulls fan standpoint, I don't know. <laughs> I think no Bulls fans know about this guy. We're, we're, He's been I'm hurt every single year. 
and you see glimpses of, oh, this guy can be really, really good. And there's other glimpses you go on. This guy is, is not that good. So I think to me, that's the biggest question mark heading into uh, next season. And if they do keep him, then you got to really, really try to cultivate him. You, each team kind of needs a big three, right? So let's just say our big three is Levine, uh, Bucevic. Okay, well, who's our other guy then? You know, so and what if it's not power? Larry, <laughs> uh, but you know, he's still young. So um, the one thing I am a little concerned about, I guess, for the rest of the season is the fact that it's a shortened season and now Billy and company have to figure out a way to get everybody working together on the same page. Because uh, it's not just him coming from Orlando, you got guys coming from the Wizards, guys coming from the Celtics. So all of a sudden now you got a bunch of new guys coming into the system. Um, and, you know, it's going to probably take a couple of games, you know, at least to try to figure out where everybody needs to go and all that kind of stuff. So um, short term, it might hurt us um, for that reason. Hopefully they can, you know, right the ship and make everything uh, go smoothly. It won't take too long to get acclimated. Um, but right now we're 10th in the East. So if the season ended today, we'd be in that playoff game. Um, I would hope we can climb up that a little bit. I'm still shocked that Charlotte is in fourth place. I, I think they might be dropping at some point. So right now we're kind of knocking on the door looking in. Um, but I think in the future, this definitely makes us a playoff team if, it, if, we, if we're not this year. Yeah, you're bringing up a great point. I think some growing pains off the bat can definitely be expected. I will tell you that I think we're four games under 500 right now. I, I would say that my expectation is at least a 500 record by the end of the season, which would mean that we would play, you know, four, five, six games above 500. I don't think that's asking a lot. I think that this trade uh, intimates that AK and Eversley feel like that this team is capable of putting up that type of record. And I think that's something that we should definitely see long-term. Joey, you're just bringing up a great point. It is going to be really interesting to see. I, I personally, right now, I would rather give fifty to six. I'd rather give fifty or sixty million to Lonzo Ball than I would rather give seventy million to Laurie Markkinen. And that just sort of seems like that's where the market is going right now. And the fact that they couldn't trade him, I guess we'll we'll never really know what would have been coming back. What, you know, maybe they needed that first round pick to maybe come back from somebody or the Pelicans. Who, what did they want? What did they, they wanted marketing and a bunch of other stuff for Lonzo ball. Like no offense, but get the fuck out of here. Like you guys are a bottom basement team right now and you don't want this guy in your squad anymore. So you explain to me why, you know, Lori marketing and, and, and all this other stuff needs to come back for this guy right now. You're not going to sign him. So that didn't make a lot of sense. Again, we started off the season with a sense of excitement for one of the few times in a long time, they actually kind of fulfilled that a little bit where they gave you this watchable, entertaining, competitive team. Zach Levine, for the first time in a couple of years, has finally given fans what they want, fulfilled the destiny of becoming that all-star. And now this new regime has fulfilled the promise of shaking things up by bringing in an all-star like Nikolai Vucevic to come in and now be that one-two punch with Zach Levine. My hoops honchos, we're going to just get you out of here on this. Grade the trade. What are we doing here? We got to grade the trade, right, baby? Choi, you're going to go first. Give us your grade. It's a, it's a solid A for sure. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. Hags, give me the trade. Trade the grade. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Choi. I was like, B plus, A minus. I'm like, no way, man. It's This is a solid A. Solid A for sure. Yeah, this is a big day, and all you can do is just cross your fingers and hope that um, you know it yields some rewards that makes Bulls basketball even more exciting heading down towards the stretch run. 
And again, just keep your eye out now. If let's just say we make the playoffs and we get wiped out in the first round and it's kind of a bit of a deflating finish. I will tell you though, that for the first time, we're going to be heading into a summer feeling pretty good about ourselves as bulls fans. And I really do believe now that a move like this kind of is a precursor to let everyone else out there in the league know that the bulls are serious. We're running a win. We're trying to run a winning operation here and you should come play basketball in the windy city. One of the best places on the planet to play basketball in. Cause trust me, we will love you to pieces if you win basketball games in Chicago and I hope prospective free agents and other players, you know, who knows who's going to be upset tomorrow. What star is going to be upset tomorrow. Hopefully maybe this inches us a little bit closer to getting the Chicago bulls on that list of maybe a destination place to go. This was believe in betting Chicago emergency pod style had to bring out my horny hoops honchos to talk about a beautiful Vucevic trade to the Chicago bulls. We can't wait to watch the games uh, coming up. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks, Joey. Appreciate it, brother. Mr. Mike Choi, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for hopping on last second. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. No worries, you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Make sure you head to BetOnline.ag for all the Sweet 16 action. Make sure you get in there. And I'm sure there's some interesting Bulls futures right now that might have been adjusted slightly, just a little bit, with some of the trade news today. So make sure you check that out. Thank you so much for listening to this pod. we got a ton of baseball content coming up. got a movie surprise coming to you for you tomorrow. And then tons of opening day content to get you ready for the baseball season. But thank you for listening to this pod right now. Until then, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. We will talk soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.